0: beep boop boop pop. beep beep boop boop pop. boop beep and hello (laughs) hi it's me um i know that i had kind of put it out there in the past that there was going to be you know, my first episode kind of been out there. Excuse me. (laughs) And I was getting a little bit too far ahead of myself. So I'm here now to say I'm my first guest. Hello, it's me. (laughs) Um, For those of you who have not Listen to the little intro that I had put out a while ago. My name is Jacob Beattie and I am human. I am unique. So hello, (laughs) here I am. And I'm sitting here outside in my backyard in quarantine Um, I have my little boy kind of running around and doing his thing and playing. Oh, wait, did you just get your tablet? Yeah. Are you going to watch something? Yeah. Okay. You know your password and everything? What? You know your password and everything? I mean, you can get on there yourself? Yeah, I can get on myself. Okay. Well... (laughs) I mean hey i'm not here for a scripted kind of series i'm not here for you know something that's well orchestrated i'm here just to be raw with everybody and i'm here to just be just true with everything that i say so yes i'm outside right now (laughs) and uh, i'm trying to you know, get my little bit of space. <laughs> I'm sure that everybody who's a parent in quarantine can relate with me. Um, it's very, very hard to even just take those, like, little 10-minute breaks from me each other, let alone for me to actually start coming on here and talking about some real issues and, you know, just... But... I appreciate all of your guys' patience in advance. And, you know, let's get started. So, like I said, I had some previous um, expectations as to where I wanted my first episode to go to. But, um, some things happened. Um, I... I sit here as just another human being, just like all of you that are listening. I do not claim to have mastered my anxiety. I do not claim to have mastered all of my traumas. I do not claim to have mastered, you know, my depression or all of the hardships that I went through in my life. But I still just in the deep deep parts of my heart and soul i feel a need to be a light to this changing world and especially right now i mean there's so many different things that are happening in the world and especially behind closed doors you know b- behind our comprehension of things you know beyond our consciousness of what we're able to perceive There are so many changes going on. There are so many shifts in reality that are happening and that have been happening for a long time now. And to those who have been picking up on those frequencies, you know, I see you, I hear you, I'm here with you. And to those who haven't, I'm also here with you because I truly do not judge anybody's progression. I don't judge anybody's... You know, willingness to understand things, especially if they don't agree with them, especially if they are, you know, just completely on the other end of things. You know, at the end of the day, we're all human and we are all unique. And that's my message. So I guess what I will start out as. Yes. let's just go back to, you know, like, let's go back to, like, baby, baby little Beattie here. Um, so, um, I was born in 1992 on April 30th. And my mother's name is Susan and my father's name is David. And my older brother who was born 12 years older. Or I should say 12 years before me. I don't know the exact terms. Um, But, I mean, he, he lived his first couple years of his life and then he started, you know, growing up and he was kind of like, you know, hey, mom and dad, I want a baby brother. I want a baby brother. And he kept wishing for it and he kept asking for it. And then... You know, my parents kind of went through something that could have just completely separated them. Um, But to my understanding, from what I've been told, that there was a lot of forgiveness and there was a lot of growing that came out of that situation. And because of that, here I am. (laughs) And, you know, it's kind of funny, you know, it's kind of, you know, uh, an eye-opening experience when you realize that your whole entire existence has been based on, you know, so many different choices and so many different pathways that your parents have taken in their lives. And, you know, it's just, I mean, it's a, it's just like a mind-blowing concept, but I'm so, 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 thankful For how things have went. Because I mean. Hey I wouldn't be here. If it weren't for all that. But um. Moving on to you know. The next stage of my life. I have. I mean I've always been. Just very in tune. With everything. I've always felt like I had this. Kind of like special connection. With the world around me. Um. I didn't really know why, and I've never really understood why until I've gotten older, but I mean, we'll get to that. But <laughs> um, as far as, you know, after I was born, um you know, my, my brother was a lot older than me. I mean, I was like a little kid, and, you know, I'm playing roller coaster tycoon and The Sims, and, you know, lived my life, but, um, He never really I mean he was always a really great older brother but I mean him and I were just on completely different pages I mean you know he was 12 years older than me when I was born and then by the time that I was like 6 or 7 he was already in high school so like the whole age gap was just like it was really prominent growing up Um, I mean it kind of felt like I had like a second dad (laughs) I mean he would kind of get upset with me sometimes for the trying to like bug him and stuff and just it always just like you know just it always came across like I just had like two dads so I mean it was it was always really hard for me to like kind of grasp the whole concept that I mean he was still my brother and he was still you know my flesh and blood but just the whole age thing it just like, it really was just like weird, I mean, like I had his friends jumping me on the bed, and I was like you know crouched and took a little ball, and they would jump all around me, and I'd freak out and I'd call for my mom and <laughs> I mean they'd get in trouble, but I mean, they would just kind of get like told not to do that anymore, but then I mean they would trap me again <laughs> i mean it was, I mean. It's funny looking back on it, but, I mean, just that whole age difference was, you know, it was a lot to deal with. And, I mean, I think I dealt with it in the best way that I possibly could. But, um, I mean, it would have been nice to kind of have, like, a sibling that was a little bit closer to my age. Just to kind of, like, know where I was coming from, and I don't know. It was just two different worlds. But, I mean, I don't blame them. So... I guess now that I've got you know the basis of my family kind of covered I guess that I'll start at the beginning of my life um I was at a very young age introduced to ice skating by my father oh excuse me Mr. Brad you'll have to excuse Bradley he loves to cuddle and he loves to get in the way of everything just like my kid does it's okay you know for a dad here anyways um But when I was little, my dad put me into figure skating and he wanted to kind of just get me acclimated to the whole skating process. And I think that in his head at the time, he thought that it was going to lead me down a path, you know, towards hockey. Um, And that was always one of the sports that, you know, my brother never played. And mind you, like I said, he was, you know, much older. And I mean, my dad had put him into almost every single kind of sport. Um, I don't think he played football. Um, no. My dad played football. He was, like, high school quarterback. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but, no, uh... I, I always knew that, like, there was just this whole expectation that I was going to be put into, you know, ice hockey. That, you know, it was going to be, like... It, it Like, that's what it was meant for. Like, it was meant for me to go into, you know, hockey. But I... You know, went into figure skating instead. And I started to get really good. And my dad just kept supporting it. I mean, he was just like, I mean, he was there for literally every single ice show, every single practice, every, just everything. He was there. And, he was just like always my biggest supporter i mean it was just like you know here he had a son that was playing all the different sports possible and like i mean by all means i i did when i was growing up the only sports that i did not play in my entire life i'll say like in an actual league setting is like tennis regular ice hockey and football but, like, anything else that you can think of, I've played in some kind of, like, league setting, in some kind of, like, whatever setting. So, I mean, like, hey, I mean, like, I'm, like, i you know, I, I still did all of that, but we'll get to all that. Going back to my figure skating days, I got older, and, you know, it started to you know, become more of like a prominent thing. I mean, I was, you know, figure skating for the whole entire summer. Just every single day of the week, I would go to classes and different, you know, whatever. And I mean, like I was there for the whole day. I mean, it was just like school. I mean, I would wake up in the morning, I would go to the ice rink, you know, you'd have like your first little like, I don't know, like opening like class where you kind of go out there and just kind of get stretched out. And then, you know, I went into training And then I went into, like, video classes Where we would, like, watch different, like, ice shows And different Olympic, you know, routines And then we would go back out on the ice And then we would have lunch And then we would start going into, like, our home personal routines I mean, it got, like It just got very, very, very demanding And, I mean, mind you I mean, I was, like, eight years old But... I mean, it got to a point where it was like, I mean, after doing a couple of those summer programs, I was being asked to come in at six in the morning and I would go in and I would, you know, have to do like a little bit of training and a little bit of like, you know, like warming up. And then I would go to school And then afterwards, I would go back to the ice rink every day and, you know, practice and do my outside training and do my, you know, um, like they used to like strap me to like this harness and I would used to like practice all of my different like jumps and stuff just to like kind of get my legs prepared for the ice. And I mean, it it was just very intense. And I remember... There was this field trip that I had at my old elementary school and shout out to, you know, all the St. Pascal and Taylor Catholic people that are listening to this. Um, love y'all. Some of y'all made my life a living hell, but Hey, I've, <laughs> I've forgiven that. So Hey, it's okay. Um, still shout out to all of you. I love all of you. Um, but yes, we had this field trip where we all went to the ice rink and I was, you know, obviously I was a figure skater. So, I mean, like everybody was kind of following my lead. Everybody was kind of, you know, just like doing what I wanted them to do. We would do little Congo lines. And I mean, I've got all the pictures, you know, I'm looking at them right now as I'm looking at, you know, my basement and stuff. And I mean, it, It was just like that one day where I finally felt like, oh my gosh, this is like my thing. This is like my, this is my domain and you guys are all in it and I can finally shine. Like I can finally be, you know, completely myself because that's who I was when I was on the ice. I was completely myself. Um, But afterwards it just started, you know, so much... (laughs) Just so much just endless upon endless trauma and just endless, you know, just bullying and it truly debilitated me at such a young age. And then going back to, you know, my family and, you know, my brother and all of that, um, shortly after that was when my parents got a divorce now when my parents got their divorce it was just like like i didn't know i didn't know it was like it 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 was just like everything about life that i thought that i knew was just like out the window um it was I mean, it was just, like, a complete disassociation from the world and the reality that I was grown up in. It was just, like, it, it, it was just everything at once. I mean, I started, you know, going through all of these things in school. Um, I would um, wake up in the morning and actually make myself throw up and, Then bring my parents in and, like, show them, like, you know, in the toilet, like, hey, look, I just threw up. Like, I don't want to go to school. I don't want to school. I don't want to go to school. I can't do it. I can't do it. And then, you know, I would, you know, I would stay at home. Um, And on top of it, I mean, I used to just do stupid things by just, like, not eating. And I would just do all of these different things to, like, make me sick and to make me, like, actually sick. Because it would just give me an excuse to not go to school. Because I could just stay at home and not be around everybody. Um, I wouldn't have to deal with everybody making fun of me. Um, I mean, that was when the whole term gay was even, like, introduced to me. I had no idea what the word even meant. But I was just being called gay every day. I was being called a fag every day. I mean, I didn't even know what those words even meant. I mean, mind you, I went to a Catholic school. Um, I mean it's not something that was necessarily taught to us at a young age. So, I mean, when all of those terms started to come out, I was just like, you know, what What even is that? Like, what What are you calling me? Like, what, like, and, like, why are you, like, like, why is it so shameful? Like, what are you saying? And um, I think that, I mean, I kind of started to, you know, pick up on what they were saying. And it scared the living shit out of me because it was like, you know, I had felt those feelings before at a young age, but at the same time, I mean, I was like, I mean, I was still the kind of like a ladies' man in like middle school. Like I loved just like, you know, treating girls, like, just, like, princesses, and I just loved making out, I mean, like, I was always the one that got caught, like, making out with the girls in the bathroom, you know, on, like, during nap time, when I was, like, really little, I mean, like, it was, legit, it was, like, <laughs> it was, like, wait, like, but, uh, but, but I'm also, like, this, too, so, like, what, like, oh, like, what, and, and it just, like, oh, it just, like, it, it fucked me up at the time, and then at the same time, you know, it was when my parents got a divorce. And I was going through all that, and, you know, that was when my dad moved out, and, you know, he went and got his apartment, and, you know, my mom was still living at home, and I didn't know what the hell was going on. I thought that my dad was leaving my mom. I thought that my mom was, you know, just being left in the dust by my dad, and, you know, it just, I mean, like, just, you know, so many thoughts went through my head, and I mean, to all the, all, like, the people out there that, you know, have had divorced parents, I know that, you know, all of you guys can empathize with me, um, you know, there's just so many things that go through your head, you're just like, what did I do, you know, like, why is this happening, like, I thought that you guys were, you know, happily together forever, like, you know, the whole fairy tale thing that you're brought up to believe when it comes to your parents and it's like it was just shattered and then just my school life was shattered and just like it was just like I couldn't go anywhere to feel any kind of comfort and it just started you know my to this day you know my in- insecurities my anxieties my depression my you know, not wanting to really believe anything that's too good because it can just be taken away. You know, it it really messed me up as a kid. And it carried on with me, you know, even throughout high school. I mean, you know, in high school, I tried to do, you know, all these different things. I tried to join all these sports. Um, I tried to, you know, do theater, which I loved so much. I mean, theater was my saving grace in high school. It was, like, finally that, like, way to express myself. Um, But just, like, I just always... I was always just trying to fit in with anything that I could possibly find around me that would accept me. And then it was just, like, you know, here I am spreading myself, and here I am splitting myself into, like, a million different pieces, trying to fit in with one specific group. And it was just, like... I... (laughs) I kid you not, I graduated high school, and I did not know who the hell I was. They called my my name up there to get my diploma, and, you know, I was, you know, I grabbed it, and, you know, I was getting ready to enter the real world, but I sat there, and I just could not stop asking myself, like, wait, but who the fuck are you? Who are you? Like, what like what what about you makes you you like why are you the way that you are what, like what like what what about you makes you Jacob Beattie? <laughs> and that's when I realized that I had to make a change so I started my college career out at um Henry Ford Community College um, I wanted to go into uh, uh radio t v and broadcasting and telecommunications um I had an interview um with ninety three point nine the river to be on their actual staff, but they took me on as an intern instead um mind you, this was like my junior year of high school um I actually met the h r of 93.9 at the Red Bull Air Races when I was like a junior in high school and my dad got tickets and we were standing right by her and my dad he just I mean he talks to anybody around him I mean he just loves to just conversate with people that's where I've kind of picked it up from um so he was talking to her her name was Claire and um she was talking to me about what I wanted to do and who I wanted to be and she was like, Yeah, come down to the office and you know, let's talk. Um so I was an interned for 93.9 for about a year and a half. Um it was during a lot of like really hard times that I was going through. So I mean like there were a couple times where I was, you know, supposed to go to an event and I was supposed to go and represent the company. But I kind of phased out because I was too anxious or I was you know just too nervous I mean I was still I mean like I was just still just so completely lost in my anxiety um and at the same time though it was just such an eye-opening experience I mean I got to see so many bands that I truly love you know play in concert for free you know I got to interact with you know all these different listeners and I got treated like you know I am the radio station you know like I am a part of you know what all these people listen to I mean it was just it, it was a fantastic moment in my life and I miss it so much and I'm so you know still to this day I'm regretful you know for how I was and for you know what I was going through because, I mean, I know for a fact that if I would have stuck with it and if I would have actually given my all and if I wouldn't have been going through what I was going through, I mean, I'd be, you know, talking on the radio for them right now. I mean, I know that, but, you know, life happens, things happen. um, And then when I was in high, um, college, I... You know, I was taking it very seriously for the first couple years. Um, I eventually was at Henry Ford for like you know a semester and a half, I should say, because I failed my last semester. And then, still though, I got accepted to Eastern that next year, and I was going to further my career in broadcasting. But then also, I was expanding it to theater arts, and I was going to go into all of that. But Um, I mean, to be completely raw and to be completely honest, I, you know, when I start, like started to attend college, I also started to party. (laughs) Um, that was the beginning of my rave days. That was the beginning of, you know, my time to go out and dance. And I discovered, you know, techno music and, you know, house music, um, at the time it was mainly, like, dubstep that was, like, the big thing, but, I mean, I always kind of fell into, like, the more house category and the more, you know, um, just, like, those deep, hard-hitting rhythms, and, um, also, at the same time, I mean, I delved into the drugs that came along with it, um, I mean, I... (laughs) I probably spent two years of my life experimenting with almost every single drug that I can get my hand on. Um, I mean, I'll say to this day that I've never tried meth, I've never tried heroin, um, and I mean, to be completely honest, I think that that's the only things that I haven't tried. like i said i i have no reason to not be raw at this point i have no reason to not be truthful at this point i mean i've you know i've made all these choices and you know i did all these things and it brought me to where i am today so i mean i'm not going to sugarcoat anything um you know i got way too way too far with all of it i started doing it, you know, not when I was out partying, you know, not when I was out going dancing and not when I was, you know, with friends and, you know, having that collective experience, um, I started doing it, you know, on my own and it was extremely, I mean, it was just, I mean, it was just so wrong, um, I did a lot of things that I am completely ashamed of. You know, I, you know, I've you know, i stolen from people. I have, you know, I've gotten down that path where it was like that's all that I wanted and that's all that I needed. You know, I stopped going to school. I stopped going to my classes. I stopped engaging in what I wanted to be, and I got so lost in that feeling because those drugs that I was taking at the time were giving me that happiness feeling that I had been yearning for for my entire life um it you know it's such a you know it's so messed up when i look back on it now because it's just like you know they they gave me those feelings temporarily but then the aftermath of it was just awful and then that's what caused me to keep seeking out you know those drugs to go back to that feeling and then it just got too out of control and I mean, I ended up spiraling out of, you know, just my entire life, Um, and it eventually wound me up into the mental hospital. Um, I was coming down off of everything, and, you know, I was really trying to go without it, but um, a lot of things started happening, and... Especially to my body, I mean, there were just like a bunch of physical effects that were starting to pop up, and I was getting really paranoid and One day, I got taken to the hospital because my heart like completely stopped beating <laughs> i mean <laughs> you know i I don't mean to laugh at it, but you know it was just like I was sitting there in my room and I was looking at myself in the mirror, and I was feeling my chest, and I was just like, "Wait." Nothing's happening. What's going on? What's going on? My skin started to like bubble up. I started to get all red and patchy and rashy. And it was just like, okay, I need to go to the doctor. And my mom had to rush me to the hospital. And, you know, I had to sit there and talk to a bunch of people. And I guess that I said the wrong things. And I said the things that, you know, I mean, I guess that I needed to say. And, I was you know I'm in some kind of way you know kind of tricked into saying those things Um, but I ended up going to the mental hospital for three days and it was just such a debilitating and such a horrible experience I just I you know it was you know I was I, I wasn't allowed to talk to my family you know I was also coming down on all these different drugs I was probably in a extre- or just an extreme case of psychosis I mean, I didn't know what my reality was I didn't know what kind of world I was living in I mean, everything just seemed so Just like, out of nowhere And just bizarre And like, I couldn't grasp anything So, after that Um, I had to, you know, drop out of school Um, and it didn't really stop there. I mean, I still kind of delved into psychedelics. I still delved into, you know, other kind of drugs after that to try and like combat my brain. I was pretty much self-medicating myself with all of these different substances to bring myself back to who I was and in the process i just kept getting farther and farther and farther away from who i was and to this day i i mean i'm i'm thankful for it i truly am you know i i got a glimpse of so many different worlds that exist beyond this reality Whether they're good, whether they're bad Whether they are just completely fucked up I witnessed them And once I started coming back to reality It was just like Like okay, you know, I'm still okay You know, I'm still alive And I now have all of this knowledge To, you know, carry on with me For the rest of my life and then (laughs) oh man what happened after that um throughout my whole time of kind of going to parties and stuff I you know obviously my friend group got extended and I started meeting new people and I met a girl and I was just like so infatuated with like you know, the amount of spiritual knowledge, you know, that she had already attained. And, you know, we were both, you know, kind of in the same boat. We were both partying. We were both kind of, you know, trying to find ourselves. And we connected on such an interdimensional level that it was just like, wow, (laughs) like, okay. Um, You know, I, I never claimed to be you know, 100% gay in my entire life, and I've known that I still, you know, have been attracted to women too, but it was just like, I mean, it just threw me off, because, I mean, I truly thought that I was going to be with a guy, but then, you know, she came along, and it was just like, oh my god, she's the one, like, she is, like, she's, you know my counterpart. She's my she's my you know my friend. You know she's you know she's somebody who actually understands what I'm going through right now, and she's going through the same thing. And we kind of connected because of all of that. Um, and um, fat flash forward a couple year or a couple years, and we were together. <laughs> we got our first place together and then as soon as we got our first place I went and got my first full-time job because I was trying to take care of you know just my bills you know she was working full-time too and then we were going to the hospital because she was having like these really weird pains and I mean she like she gets UTIs a lot um So we thought that it was just like one of like those kind of incidences that, you know, it was just like something that, you know, had to be treated. And we went to the hospital that day and they actually came back into the room (laughs) and they were like, Hey, um, you don't have a UTI, but we did do a pregnancy test on you and it came back positive. So, we're gonna go run your paperwork, and we'll be right back. And, (laughs) I mean, we both just sat there, like, uh, what? Like, what? Like, uh, oh, oh, like, oh, oh, okay, okay. And, I mean, like, we both just went into this whole, like, panic mode, and we were just like, oh, my God, like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Um... But... We, you know, in the moment we talked about it and we got really serious about it and we looked at each other in the eyes and we said, we're going to do this. And so we did. Um, We, you know... We're like, hey, we're having a kid, we're having a child, we're we're gonna do this, we're gonna be parents. And uh, I mean, she handled the pregnancy just so beautifully. Um, I mean, I was there every step of the way. I was, you know, working full time while she was, you know, at home just trying to, you know, not be sick. And, you know, I kind of took the reins when it came to that. And, I mean, there were some appointments that I wasn't able to go to because of me working. And, I mean, I'm thankful for the friends that, you know, we had that helped out with all of those things. But we eventually had our child on May 27th 2015 um gave birth to a beautiful beautiful boy um it was a very scary birth it was a very scary time um i mean <laughs> if 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 you ever listen to this mom i'm sorry that i slept for as long as i did while we were at the hospital but Um, we were at the hospital for a good, you know, 36, almost 40 hours, um, and throughout the night, she was going in and out of the bathtub, you know, she was being, you know, kind of moved around and, you know, trying to just shift to, you know, get this baby out, and I did take a nap throughout all of that, so I I still to this day, I'm sorry, (laughs) but, um... I mean, I needed, to, I, I needed my strength, too. I was so exhausted. I was so just, like, overwhelmed by what was going on. Um, but on his birthday, it was about, you know, 4 o'clock, and this thunderstorm came through. And we were just looking outside, and we were just like, oh, my God, like, the sky is so dark. Like, this is just insane. Like, oh, my gosh. And then as soon as all of that happened, he came. And he almost wasn't able to, you know, even be birthed because the cord was wrapped around his neck. They tried to do different things with... um mom to try and you know turn her over and try and you know make the birth a little bit easier trying to unwrap the cord around his neck but um it only kind of made things worse and she almost had to be rushed into a c-section but um lo and behold you know here, here here he came and i swear like i I can't, I can't ever talk about it without getting emotional, but just like, you know, here I was looking down and I was watching a human being come out of another human being. And it was just the most beautiful and breathtaking and just, you know, like, I mean, life, life all around me just stopped. It it, it just stops it stops there's nothing else in your mind there's nothing else that's going on there's nothing there's nothing beyond like what you're looking at and what you're experiencing it was like the most like just the most feel like the most true feeling of being one with life and being one with just the energy of the universe <laughs> just watching him be born and he came out and he was like, he was just white, he was pale, and they had to, you know, quickly cut the cord, I was supposed to, you know, cut the cord, and it was, you know, that was like something that I really was looking forward to, but under the moment, it was just high stress, and, You know, it was just happening so quick and they took him and they took him over to this little table and they were trying to, you know, get his blood flowing. They were trying to, you know, make his lungs start working and they were trying to, you know, just get him out of the trauma that he had while having the cord wrapped around his neck for so long. And... I mean, he let out that first little cry. And I watched the nurses go and bring him back to, you know, his mom. They were just like, he needs his mom. He needs his mother. He needs his mother. Put him on his mother's chest. He needs his mother. And as soon as he did, he... I mean, he turned just perfectly human color. And he was crying. And... it was truly just the most beautiful moment of my entire life it just it was oh my god it was breathtaking absolutely breathtaking like I will never ever 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 experience anything so beautiful in my entire life I never will I mean unless I have kids you know, in the future, or unless, you know, something happens, I mean, I I, I don't know, I don't want to say never, but I mean, just that experience is just, it's, it's not, it's not comparable. It was... Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry for getting emotional, because... His birthday is actually in a couple of days now. And I mean, he's going to be five. And it's... Life is just so... It's... it's so crazy. It's, it's... It's an absolute miracle. It's mind-blowing. It's uncomprehensible. It's just... It's... It's just beyond. But... So coming out of, you know, my relationship and coming out of, you know, all of that, um, we really tried to make it work for as long as we could. Um, we, you know, we, 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 we worked very well. I was going to work every day and she was staying at home, um, that allowed her to be able to breastfeed, you know, my child and, um, it, it was just I mean, it was it it was good for a long time. But, you know, unfortunately her and I just didn't work out. Um, you know, a lot of things happened and a lot of different traumas happened. You know, we both kind of put each other through hell. Um, a lot of things, you know, surfaced up from both of our pasts um it just it just turned really dirty it just turned really really bad and you know i'm 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 ashamed of you know the things that i have done and i'm ashamed of the things that i said i'm ashamed of the you know person that i became once everything started to you know go downhill and it's it's really hard you know it's it's really really hard when you are in love with somebody so much and then you know you're trying to do everything that can make it work you're trying to alter yourself in order to make things work you're trying to you know do all these different things that you feel that are going to make things better but like nothing works and everything just gets worse and it's just it's so hard and especially when you have a child on top of it and when you're trying to you know be You know, these good parents, but at the same time, like you're going through all this shit. And it's just like it's so hard. And I know that from when my parents were, you know, going through their divorce. I mean, they were both great parents. I mean, like I have my mom and I have my dad. I mean, they were both, you know, my mom and my dad, they both cared about me so much, but just like their personal relationship was just so awful. It was just so toxic. It was so just like, things just were not working. And, you know, I used to hold a lot of resentment to my parents because of what I went through in the past. But once I kind of went through it myself, I was just like, oh, my God. Like, it was the best thing for me. So, I mean, I, I missed that whole family aspect. I really wish that I could have, you know, fulfilled my dreams of kind of proving to my parents that there is a perfect relationship that's out there and that you know that love does exist and all of that kind of stuff but the the one thing that I've gotten out of all of it and the one thing that I to this day hold so true is that I I have my son and she has her son we have our son you know we created such an amazing human being together and we both get to enjoy that. We both get to share that. We both get to be a part of his life. And even though things between her and I didn't go very well, I still just hold on to that. And I hold on to the fact that, you know, we we truly, you know, we gave birth to such love and to such compassion and to such just discovery through our sun, and it's, it's beautiful, it's, it's something that I truly never thought that I was going to have in, you know, this lifetime, and I mean, you know, my, my viewpoint changes all the time, I mean, when you go through life, you, you know, kind of readjust what you want, and what you truly see your life being, and you know, what you want to do, and who you want to be, But it's just because of him, I know that I was meant to be a father. I was meant to be Papa Beats. (laughs) I was meant to, you know, just have somebody that I am truly responsible to take care of and to guide and to be, like, just prove to him that, you know, I... I'm being the best that I can be. I'm doing what I can do and I'm doing the best that I can. And it's to show you that example that, you know, you can be the best that you can be. You can do whatever you want to be, like, just like whatever you want to do, whatever, whatever is your biggest dreams. Just don't stop. And like, and I'm still, I mean, I just turned 28, you know, I'm still, I'm still on that path myself too. But I'm I'm not only doing it for myself, I'm doing it for him. Because he needs to have that role model. And he finally gave me the strength to be that role model. That I've always thought that I could be. And that I've always wanted to be. And because of him, he's he's finally giving me that hope that I can be that person and it's it's just something that I just uh, uh, I'll never be able to think you know just like you know whatever God is controlling this world you know if there is a God you know whatever energy whatever kind of compassion whatever kind of love that is overseeing you know the reality that we're living in, I am so thankful to just have him (laughs) now I you know I've you know also going into you know my anxiety and depression you know I've been through a lot and there are a lot of things that I could sit here and talk about and maybe I will at a different time but um, as far as this episode i really just wanted to just kind of give a just uh i know that it like i say that it's brief but i mean like i said i can talk for like hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of everything that has gone on in my life but i just wanted to give somewhat of just like a raw introduction as to who i am and you know just you know the things that i've been through um i I'm not very good at talking about myself and I'm not very good at, you know, just talking about my problems because I know that there are a lot of you out there that, have, that are going through and that have gone through so much worse. And I am so, I'm so thankful that you're still here. I'm thankful that you're still alive. I'm thankful that you're still able to even listen to this. Um, but I really just wanted to kind of give just a little bit of, you know just a background story as to you know who i am you know what i've gone through and where i am today um i know that because of the whole um covid and this whole social distancing thing and you know everybody having to work from home our whole entire reality has just been totally shifting right now and i know that so many people are under so much stress and i i feel I feel it too. I'm here with all of you. Um, But I, I just, I wish everybody the best. I am the biggest advocate for just equality. I hope that when we come out of this, we have a different shift in perspective. You know, there's so many things that are happening, you know, Beyond our comprehension, I hope that, you know, those energies trickle down to our reality. I hope that we are able to come out of this much stronger and just more unified than we were before. Um, and at the end of the day, I truly hope that, you know, everybody who has listened to this, I hope that, you know, you just truly understand that you're not alone we are all one and many and kaipan and you are human you are unique just like i am human i am unique we all have our our influence to this world and it's powerful and don't for a second make yourself believe that it's not powerful because everything that you do everything that you say everything that you just like all the creativity that you have all the art that you create all of the things that you know you tell people you know it's it all matters everything matters and for the first time I'm starting to feel like I matter which is why I'm here which is why I I am human, I am unique, we are Kaipan, and my name is Jacob Beattie, I hope that you hit that little subscribe button, because I will be back soon, and I will start my journey into exploring other people's consciousness and exploring a bunch of other realms of life. I hope that you stay tuned and I hope that you take all of the messages and all the things that I have said not to give myself pity and not to, you know, give myself, you know, just all just just like oh, I'm so sorry that that happened to you. No, I'm so thankful everything happened to me the way that they did and I want you to feel the same about your life I want you to look at all of your trauma I want you to look at all of your pain and all of your grief and I want you to take all of that and I want you to help it build you into a stronger person because you are worthy of it and you are important and I don't want you to ever forget that I am human I am unique We'll talk to you soon. I hope that you guys liked my first little introduction video. Um, I obviously did not touch on, you know, too much. Um, I, like I said, I could have gone on for hours and hours and hours, but um, I still wanted to leave some things a little bit open to discuss in further episodes with some amazing people that I already have in line. Um, if you happen to feel a little bit sharing i should say <laughs> For, i mean yeah if you want to share this episode if you want to like send it to some people get some people on board i really appreciate that um and i hope that all of you guys take care and until next time Bye bye